Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Good morning, everybody. Keith Everett here, broadcasting live. And I have on the other side of our Skype world, Lane Kawaoka. Good morning, Lane. How are you? Hey, Keith. How's it going? Very well, man. Okay, so we just discussed that you're going to have to give the abbreviated version because you are a man with a lot going on. So I'm going to let you take it away. All right. So I am a civil engineer, industrial engineer by degree, but that was 10 years ago. I, um, you know, I just followed the linear path, study hard, go to school, got my first job, <laughs> and <dead>. just uh, <laughs> followed the dogma of investing in your 401k Roth IRA to save for that primary residence. Right, right. <laughs> Um, but you know, in my first few years, I was a construction supervisor and just traveling all the time for my job. I was, uh, realized that this big empty house I had wasn't uh, doing much. And so I decided to rent it out and didn't really know anything at that time. So I, I became one of those accidental landlords. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I didn't know anything about cash flow, the 50% rule, the 2% rule, the, uh, rent to value ratios. You know, I just, I, I saw that. Oh, wow. I was like making a lot of money doing this, right? It's a lot of beer money for a young kid. And then I uh, started reading all the books, devouring podcasts. And and then uh, my life took a pivot, as they say. Yeah, right. It looks like a, a pretty massive pivot, too. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I just got really laser focused and just all my free money was uh, put to these down payments on these homes. And uh I, I just saved the twenty percent or twenty five percent for the down payment and just bought another rental and you know accumulated through two or three of these things in Seattle, three units in Seattle. And uh, but about that time, the uh, was about two thousand twelve and the market was really rebounding at that point. And then I found this thing out called cash flow. Uh, you know, Seattle's a great market, and yeah, we always talk about location, location, location. But I don't think that's entirely true. It's more about you pay for what you get and. And a lot of places in these primary markets, you know, your San Francisco, your Miami's or your right. Seattle's, like the rent to value ratios just aren't there to uh, make a cash flowing asset and a good, you know, conservative investment for it. Right. So do you think enough people know that? Or you think you think enough people are being told, hey, by the way, you should buy here? Uh, I probably would say about 90% of investors out there who... Um, believe in the, you know, buy and hold, you know, you buy in good areas and you just hold on to it forever. I mean, I think there's a statistic out there in Seattle where the majority of homes, you know, 80 to 90%, that's kind of where I get that number, own only one rental home. And if you're doing this right, you know, you're using prudent leverage, nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. You should be able to pick up, you know, these homes pretty frequently, like every year or two and, you know, just build on that portfolio and in 10 years, you know, probably be in, you know, high double digits. Yeah. So where are you now? How many houses do you have now? So I currently have 11 homes, but I am transitioning to multifamily um, because at some point the single family homes just aren't, aren't very scalable, but right. they're perfect place to start. And it's a prerequisite to bigger, better things. So, okay. So how, and how long did it take you to get to the 11? So it probably took me about, I would say I bought my first rent or first home in 2009. Didn't start renting out till 2010, 11. So it 
I bought those homes a couple of years ago, so probably did it in like five years. Wow. A lot of it was, uh, you know, based on a 1031 exchange where, you know, a lot of these, these rental properties, you can, um, you know, take the gains tax-free if you just roll it into the next investment. So right. I took my two Seattle properties and rolled those into nine properties in Birmingham, Atlanta, Indianapolis. Wow. That was one of the big moves I made recently. So are you are are you like constantly fixing stuff at the houses? Are you the, the landlord and the maintenance guy? No, and that's usually the, the biggest uh question people ask. And you know, I don't really do anything, right? Like I'm a full time engineer, I still work at my day job. Uh, you know, I use professional property management and I go off referrals. I don't you know you, you don't want to go to the big broker houses and get those property management guys because you typically get the, the dude who can't sell houses, right? So you get the you get the good people to work for you. You keep them accountable, and uh, you know they they are worth their weight in gold. I mean that ten percent of the rent is usually what they they charge, and that's like the best money that I ever spent. Oh, I'm sure. I bet <laughs> to take care of everything. Get rid of the headache, right? Right. Okay. So you know, being an engineer, working working and, and going through school and all that, you're a pretty smart guy, right? So so I can see how you have sort of figured all of this stuff out, but what about like the average Joe who, who, who made that, who just has no clue about this world? Because I'm thinking here that a lot of what it looks like you're doing is going to start teaching some other people how to do this. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is just immersing yourself, you know, reading a few books and, uh, you know, podcasts are a great way to get the stories uh, of people's experiences. And I, I mean, I just, I just went on this spree, this, uh, reading spree for a good year and, and just devoured this stuff. And that what really helped me and kind of create my, um, my, my philosophy on doing this cash flow investing. Wow. Okay. So you were talking about uh, scaling and making some other moves. So what's next in your world? So I, I, I always had a problem with, uh, you know, I'm 31 years old and I, I always see the biggest problem. Uh, you know, people don't really have a good command over their finances and we're taught this, you know, this dogma of putting your money into the 401k. But in the end, it's it's a lot of just marketing created by a lot of the brokerage houses to uh, put your money in these mutual funds that are getting you poor returns. And it's very, very dangerous because, I mean, stocks are so volatile they're, and they're not, they're not an investment in any kind of brick or mortar, direct investment. There's no tangible value like you have with gold or real estate. Right. And so we're, we're sold this, uh, this life of investing in very high risk investments for a poor return. And with real estate, if you are in the direct investor and, and doing this on your own and even in a small scale, I mean, you can expedite that, that retirement curve like three, four times. And for a lot of people, you know, that's the difference between, you know, if you have a young couple who has kids. That, that changes a dual income couple to, you know, now someone doesn't have to work or, you know, their retirement horizon is retiring in their 40s now. Right, I mean, right. just totally, totally change the paradigm. Wow. What a talk about it being a disruptor, huh? Right. I mean, it, if everybody did it, there'd be no way to run a country. I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, we'd all be chilling and gardening at 42, huh? Right. And, and that's, why, that's why this stuff is so powerful that a lot of people just choose not to do it and you know the, they'll make excuses like oh i don't want turn you know tenants termites and toilets right right but i mean if you do it my way i mean the passive way it's simple passive cash flow way 
you uh, you know, you outsource a lot of this stuff, and you know, there's all these companies that do it for you. Sure. And yeah, you're giving up some of the profits, but at the end, you'll be better off than what you were. Well, right, and you know, and obviously, you're adding to the economy in more ways than one. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I was trying to do. Th- I'm pretty lazy. And- <laughs> it doesn't sound like you're lazy to me, dude. <laughs> I'm always trying to find like the minimum effective dose, as Tim Ferriss says. You know, you, what, what's the most, the, the least amount of effort I can do to get the uh, the greatest bang for my buck? And you know, like you know, employing these property management folks, and you know, going after these homes that nobody else goes for in uh, you know Midwest markets that are, have very good e- uh, economies and and stable tenant bases. You know, it's just not a lot of people doing it. <laughs> Yeah, right. I hear you. So why why the switch to start teaching people this stuff and, and adding, you know, classes? And, and it looks like, I mean, you, you're, you've got a full program put together here. So what, why the move to that? I think it's always been a passion of mine, personal finance. I mean, getting out of college, I was really into the personal finance blog sphere. Uh, but a lot of that was just a bunch of garbage, you know, don't drink your... Uh, You there? I think I lost you, Lane. You there? Oh, are you there? Yep. Yep. You're back. Okay. Yeah. So coming out of college, I was really into reading all the personal finance blogs, but a lot of that's just a bunch of garbage about, you know, don't have your daily Starbucks and, you know, save money and, you know, don't, I mean, I'm totally not for buying a fancy car. But a lot of these techniques that are put out there, you know, in Money Magazine and all these other major publications is just all about like living smaller. Whereas if you invest in the right things and educate yourself, I mean, you can live a totally different paradigm. Yeah. And I I know there's a lot of people out there sort of searching for that answer. You know, how do I how do I do it? How do I get rich tomorrow? But this is not uh, this is not an overnight thing. But in five years, man, that's that's pretty impressive. Right. I mean, it all comes down to your savings rate. And that's usually the first question I ask people. I mean, do we have a, a do we have a budget that has holes in it where we just have to seal up the holes? Uh, or do we have something that we can work with? You know, I mean, a lot of I can't help you if you have no job, you know, no income. And, uh, you know, if you have no ability to just keep a, a simple budget. Right. right. Like, I mean, this stuff, I mean, I'm used I'm not you doing any get rich quick no money down, you know, systems. I'm, I'm just using the traditional Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac loans to uh, buy ways the government wants you to buy uh, these homes. Right. So, okay. So you, you mentioned a couple of requirements, but let's go through that. So what does it take to do something like this? Like what's the average, uh, you know, minimal requirements that you're looking for in order for somebody to be teachable and for this to, system to actually work? So I guess there's three tiers. The, the highest tier is, you know, you've got to be a accredited investor pretty high network individual. And usually there's syndications out there where you can go as a passive and do absolutely nothing and get a pretty spectacular return. But you need about 50 grand liquidity to go into each project. And not a lot of people fall in that category. Uh, the next, the second tier down is, you know, you've got to have at least two, you know 20 grand to go in as a down payment on a pretty solid 80 to $100,000 home. And I, I know eighty to a hundred thousand dollars is kind of sticker shock to a lot of us in high price areas, but that's a, that's the medium home in a lot of these neighborhoods, and it's a good blue collar, you know, semi white collar workforce uh, that you go out and you buy one of these rental homes that's already rehabbed, 
and a lot of it, all a lot of the headaches are taken care of right off the bat. So you can kind of start off on a good foot and, and in a way work, work with, uh, you know, training wheels as you, you know, you start your, uh, investing by doing, right. not just, not just, uh, you know, learning from a book. And then the, uh, the lowest tier, you know, if you don't have 20 grand to your name, I mean, maybe you have five, maybe you have $10,000 and you can start doing private money lending. A lot of these home flippers, they don't use their own money to invest. I mean, they just have a lot of projects going on. It's just not, it's just not optimizing their, uh, their capital to uh, use their own money because they, they just, their scale is so large. So they'll utilize a lot of private money lenders or investors like ourselves. And, you know, you'll go in and invest the money and, you know, you'll, you'll basically be a, a private money lender is, is the term. So three different varying levels of risk and return there, but you got to do something other than the stock market. If, if you want to keep with the stock market, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get your eight to 10%. You're going to retire when you're 65, if that, and you know what's going to happen. I mean, you've got to do something different if you don't want that to happen. Yeah. So do you have students to say underneath you or, you know, how many people can get Lane's personal attention? I currently do coaching, but it, you know, it's, it's honestly, I, I just like to help people out. If you come to the website and you want to ask a few questions, you know, go ahead and just shoot me an email. I mean, honestly, I, I don't really want to do the coaching. I mean, because it's not a very scalable use of my time. Mm-hmm. There's a, a, some people that, you know, they, they just want to pay for the coaching, which I think is the best way of going about it, where you just, you know, you, you compress learning cycles and you save the time, which is the most important thing. I mean, for, a high network individual who wants to get going, jump started. I mean, we can get you on a, you know, buying rental properties in a matter of a couple months. I mean, once I feel like you're ready and, you know, you're, you're going at your own pace. But, um, you know, if you just come to simplepassivecashflow.com, I mean, I got the free podcast. I got all the content. I mean, everything's there for you to do this on your own for free. I mean, that's what I did. Right. I mean, a lot of the millennials these days, I mean, you can go on Reddit or just Google stuff and you can learn it on your own. Sure, sure. So where's the safety net here? Like what happened? Like, like where's the, where's the thing that says I'm not going to, you know, get five properties and end up sort of in the hole? Yeah. So if you kind of go through my content, you know, I always say to go after a little better uh, neighborhoods and a little better rental properties. And I I tell people to go after the B minus properties to the B properties. Uh, We, we measure properties by A, B, C class. Obviously, you know, the C class or, you know, Pretty dangerous areas I wouldn't go into. All right, definitely D zone, D areas, or as we call them, war zones. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you go on, on a lot of these websites and a lot of people are trying to sell these $30,000 to $60,000, $65,000 homes. And those are definitely, without a doubt, C-class properties. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't advocate for A-class properties because you're not going to hit your rent-to-value ratios to be able to get the cash flow you need to sustain a stable investment right. for it to uh, you know pay for the expenses and then give you the cash flow. But there's that sweet spot in the middle. And I, I believe in a lot of these markets, and it, it ranges, but it's anywhere from eighty dollars to $110,000 is where you optimize your returns and you minimize the headaches. And that's, that's what my bread and butter that I've always been in my past. Very cool. Well, listen, man, if anybody else is interested or they want to find out some more information, where can we send them to? Yeah, check out uh, simplepassivecashflow.com. Uh, and uh, if you guys want to write, write me an email, go ahead and write me an email. There's the free podcast found on iTunes and Google Play. 
And uh, sign up for my mailing list. I am working on a how to buy your first turnkey rental. Still working on a title, but um, I'm just going to give out it for free if you guys sign up for it right now, you know, on the website. Um, I'll have it on Amazon eventually. But, you know, it's all about giving, giving the information out. And if people want to take advantage of it and do it, everything is theirs. You know, it's free. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Lane, thank you for joining us this morning. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Keith. Appreciate okay. it, man. Yeah, man. So, okay, hang around for a second. I'm going to get us out of here. Guys, you can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at Picola BRX on Facebook, or you can find us on our website at pensacola.businessradiox.com. Lane, again, thanks for coming in today. And this has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters. Mm-hmm.